drink it in Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Troy Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. Oh my goodness, I think I've been doing this show since like 2018. I think I've maybe missed one, two shows, never really taken a day off, a week off. You know, got frustrated back when L's were piling up, maybe missed one or two, but haven't taken a break. Took two weeks, I'm feeling good, the pod is back, the off season's rolling, I'm over that game that happened. You guys know what it is. And I'm back here ready to serve up delicious Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid. You know what it is. Drink it in, man. Gotta make it a double right off the top. Cornbread! Cornbread! You guys know who my co-host is. He's been showing up week after week. He hasn't been doing it for like five years like I have here on the DKC. But he's back ready to talk Lions, get into it. We got mailbag questions, we got news and notes, we got important things to tell you about after a a brief, brief, brief hiatus. At Chops in the D is back. Chops, how you doing, buddy? Okri, the people, it's great to be back. We wanted to reach out, it's been a few weeks. Listen, I have to put something to bed right away, Okri, because this was probably the number one question I had on Twitter over the break. People, contrary to popular belief, we were did not take a break due to gimmick infringement litigation, okay? There was no court orders. There was no shutting down. Where There was no countersuing. This is all speculation innuendo. Everything is good to go. It is the Kool-Aid cast. We are ready to roll. We are ready to drink it in. We are ready to serve cornbread. We are ready to serve Kool-Aid. And we are ready to get it rolling. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. I, the only thing I'll say to that, Chops, is that (laughs) that people are still stealing our gimmicks out there. We see you. We see you using our segments, using our drops, using our content. But it's all good because we we borrow from other people as well, like my man Jim Rome and plenty others across the uh, landscape. So, Chops, like, before we get into it, man, like... you know, I, 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 I'm I starting NFL draft prep. I know the people want to know about that. We, we've got the combine next week. Before you know it, NFL free agency starts in early to mid-March. Um, there's a lot going on in the NFL with our football team across the board, man. So I'm excited to get into it. I, I, I think you've got like a quick news and notes, a little quick topics, and then we're going to dive right into listener mailbag. We asked you guys for questions. We loaded up as 
um, the ones we could, the ones that were quality, the ones we think we want to rep here on this quick episode, this this return of the DKC, the Kool-Aid cast after a brief hiatus. So, Chops, do your thing, and then we'll uh, we'll keep this thing rolling, buddy. Yeah, before we get into that, Okri, can I, can I start the pod off with a little rant? Because... Well, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna. I don't care what your answer is. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Can I let me ask you this, people? How ridiculous and how bass backwards is the NFL when the tagging portion of the year has started? Players are able to be franchise tagged, and that. But we don't even know what the salary cap for 2024 is. Are you kidding me? All right. I hear the rumors. We yeah. Oh, it's gonna be around 250 million. But you got guys like Brad always open for business homes who is ready to make deals to ready to put out tags he's allowed to spend absolutely ridiculous don't understand what's going on with it um but that's neither here nor now i think we should probably get into a little bit of news and notes okri and the way to kick off the news and the notes is by the announcement that just happened your boy tracy walker has been released $12.8 million cap hit, third highest on the team until today when he got the axe. I know you love him. I know the people love him. Uh, Maybe don't love him on the field so much, but we love who he is. Tell me a little bit of how you're feeling about your boy, Tracy Walker, going to the pay window and on the unemployment line. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This was a tough one for me because, you know, obviously when they drafted him, I was kind of like, who? What? third round and then he came in and he had the go-go gadget arms and made a few plays and had some swagger and some leadership so I was excited and then he got bypassed by multiple people on the roster he blew out his Achilles he had this great recovery story and set everything right and then he came back and after a game or two like we never saw my man again he's rocking the 21 everybody knows that's my favorite jersey number looks ultra swaggy and like i say tracy just sort of never made plays on the football a lot of tackles mostly 10 12 15 yards down the football field and uh you know he's just got guys like kerbo and iffy and my boy Brian Branch that all can kind of either play the safety the slot make tackles and they can actually intercept the football so like you say that that number didn't work out I think it's a little disconcerting that Romeo Charles and now Tracy three guys that this regime brought back have all kind of washed out pretty quickly after they got pizzied but uh you know I wish my guy the best Obviously, he's a great dude. Now he's a great family. A couple kids I think he has now. And uh, I'm sure he'll latch on somewhere and can carve out a a good role. I'm curious if he goes anywhere, if he kind of gets that playing time or if he kind of fades into the background. But I always root for my guy, Tracy Walker. Go, go, Gadget Arms. Good dude. But uh, had to do what we had to do. We got ball players, and now we got a little bit more cap space. We might have lost a little cap space. I'm not exactly sure how that all hashes out, but... Um, they went ahead and moved on from from my guy number twenty one. Yeah, Okri, uh, lo- uh, you know, lots of good points there. I know you, he's you're a, he's a fan favorite, so uh, a lot of people sad to see him go. Um, as far as the cap goes, I think originally he was so he was supposed to hit our cap at twelve point eight, um, but now he's going to have a dead cap hit of I believe seven point three. 
So we do get about $5 million in savings. But again, now I want to bring this up, talking about dead cap, right? Before this move, we were looking at about a 15, uh, 15 $15.7 million in dead cap. And now you're going to be tacking on $7.3 million for some dead cap there. So you're talking $23 million paid out to guys against the salary cap that are not on this roster. So, you know, Brad Holmes has got some magic to work. I think we all know what he's going to do. Um, like we trust him. We love him. We know he's going to draft studs, um, but he's going to have to work on some cap ma- manipulation here to kind of make this all work. And uh, of course, you know, the, the elephant in the room, all the extensions that people are wanting to pay out uh, lots of big names. I think we got some questions that are going to dive into that. Um, but for now, yeah, Brad's got some work to do as he uh, prepares for free agency. And uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to be tagging anybody on the current roster. So, uh, Okri, let's, uh, you know, I, I think that being said, too, do you want to move into some, you know, some of the, before we dive into these questions, which I think people did a great job of sending in these questions. Thank you, Twitterverse. Thank you to the people. Lots of questions came in when we put that out there. Uh, I appreciate all the retweets and the shout outs and the questions that came in. But before we dive into that, Okri, I think it's probably important. Talk to me about what are your, what is the Okri number one needs for the Lions? Um, or number, you know, give me a few of them, maybe not the number one, but what are your top offseason needs for the Lions as far as positions go? Well, I mean, I'll get into that, but like you say, I think a lot of people in their questions are asking us who we draft and who we get in free agency. What do we like? People have to realize that um, you know we're just we're just coming into the off season. You know, I'm just getting the DTO scouting office going. We never know what Brad Holmes and company will do. Just like nobody knows what NFL GMs will do. Not only in free agency, but damn sure in the NFL draft. Because I don't care how many mocks you do, what you do. Come late Jan or late April in Detroit, by the way, it always gets crazy and nobody knows what nobody knows what they thought they knew. So I'll say that off the top. And, and I, I don't want to be like, you know, you hear every show, get us a cornerback. Hey, we need an edge rusher. I mean, there's very simple answers for this football team. But as we get into the questions, I think we'll get into it. I do have a few um, names and targets just early on in the process a couple dream scenarios maybe that I'd like to throw out for folks too but uh, we, we all kind of know what they need but also this is a big off season for Brad Holmes he has more money than he's ever had but I just noted three players that he paid that didn't work out so when you have more money when you have a good football team you have a little bit of less draft resources at the top or in the middle or wherever you know, I, I think he's still going to kill it. I think he's also going to go for the jugular, but this is will be an offseason like we haven't seen. Chops, dare I say, the biggest offseason in the history of the Detroit Lions. Uh, I love it, Okri. Keeping the gimmicks rolling every offseason <laughs> is the biggest offseason in the history of the Lions. <laughs> but I will, I will tip my cap because actually – Coming into this year, man, the expectations are sky high. We all know how the season ended. Um, we we know how that three-year trajectory has now just shot to the moon. I believe there's a nice little meme of Dan Campbell with his arm skyrocketing up. The sky is the limit. But the expectations <laughs> now are set in this town, okay? And I'm not going to say that if we don't win the Super Bowl, the season was no good. 
Uh, I'm not at that point yet because I think people, I don't want to undermine how much it really means to get to the Super Bowl, how hard it is to win the NFC championship. Um, it's not just a given. It's not a drop in the bucket. It's not just a, well, we were here once and we're going to be there again. Uh, so it's not just easy or given. But I think this team is ready to put in the work to get back there and to go to the Super Bowl this year. So my expectations are high. Um, so, yeah, and that, with that being said, Oakry, I agree with you. It is the biggest offseason in Lions history. There's no doubt. Chaps, let's stop messing around. Don't, don't, don't I normally say that here on the pod. Let's, let's get the questions from the people. And the people consist of the millions. There's a little heel rock from back in the day who's now back if you're a wrestling fan, which I know most of you are out there. And as Cody Rhodes would say, hey, Chops, what do you want to talk about? Let's get into these questions, man. Let's do this. All right, Okri, let's do this. Uh, man, again, I, again, I'll, I'll say it again. Thank you so much, everybody, for the <laughs> questions that came in. Um, I, we got a lot. Okri, like, there were so many. I'm trying to write them all down. I'm trying to gather them all up. I got the Twitter page up. I got the, the draft sheet up. I got all this stuff up. So they were still coming in as of, like, an hour ago. So great job oh, yeah. by the people. But listen, let's start off with this one here. Uh, this may be my favorite, one of my favorite questions here. This one comes from Stash in the ATL. Who should we wait one more year to sign an extension on their contract? Pick one. Goff, Sewell, Decker, St. Brown, Hutch. Great question, Stash. I'm going to let my boy Okri answer that one first because I think I know what he's going to say. And you said this was from Stash in the ATL, right? Of course it was from Stash in the ATL. Do we have a sound drop for that guy? I'm a <laughs> you know we do. I mean, I mean, looking at this, like, you know, I could I could say you're quarterback, but I actually think he's a pretty high priority based on the position he plays Ooh. and how he's played recently. You know, I, I'm looking at the other names here on this list. Who can we wait one more year on? You know who we can wait one more year on, even though it's probably my favorite name on this list? Maybe my second favorite? Penny Sewell. And, and and the reason is, like, we have, he's like, what, two, this will be going into his third year in the rookie. After this is when that fifth-year option kicks in. Then, then everybody knows he's going to get the absolute bag. He's going to get a huge deal when the time is right. But right now, Brad. What's that nickname again, Chops? Always open for business. <laughs> he he has to think about business, which is he's got a hell of a football team. You can't pay everyone. So the tactful move by a GM like him or maybe me and our reality sports online league is like you take care of golf if they want to go there. I might go other routes. You take care of Amon Ra. And, you know, you get closer to figuring out what you have to do. Um, Well... I guess you don't have to worry about Hutch right now either. So take care of those two guys. Um, you know, just let Decker play his deal out. And that's what I would do. So, you know, you could go Hutch probably or Sewell, but I'm going to like wait a year or so on Penne and then pay him like the top tackle that he is, whether he's playing left or right side at that point. But I think he's the one you can wait on, even though he's probably the most important. There you go. 
I like it. I like it. Yeah. So you touched on my answer. Um, so Hutch, you you don't have to do anything for Hutch right now because you've got another year, and then you've got his his uh, fifth year option that you can always exercise. So you got more time with Hutch. Um, now that doesn't devalue again. He's uh, there. I got a lot of favorites on this list. You know who my number one favorite is. Uh, that would be the hashtag golf train and the importance of re-signing that guy. Um, but the other name that I'm saying that we wait on, and this might surprise people a little bit, but I say you, you have the opportunity to wait on Decker. He's going to be 31 years old at the end of this contract. He loves it here. He's been a lifetime lion. I don't think you need to rush to do an off-season extension for Taylor Decker. Um, let's let's see where the season unfolds. He's already at a cap hit of nineteen million dollars this year, um, so I may just kind of let that let that one play out. So if I have to wait, if I'm going to wait on somebody and not extend them and wait until they maybe you know get closer to free agency, it's Decker and Hutch. Of course, is the obvious answer because he's got that fifth-year option with one more year over everybody else. The reason I didn't say Decker is because I don't know that I'm extending Taylor Decker. I I'm glad he loves it here. I know he has one year left. I'm wondering, can we pull the okie doke and in a year pay Taylor Decker quite a bit less because he loves it here to stay, flip him to the right side, put Penne on the left for a year or two, and get a new right tackle and then fade Taylor Decker off into the sunset. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of my plan. I'm willing to wait on Taylor Decker a year, maybe longer especially if the number's not right. But, yeah, I, I think that's the easy answer. But I didn't bring it up because I don't know. He's an older player. He's, he's, he's at the end of his deal. I'm, I'm going for the big swings right now. But, Chops, let's keep this rolling. I'm personally offended that you didn't start our mailbag Kool-Aid questions with Frank Ribble. Wow! 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 I mean, last time I checked... Frank Ribble now, I think, calls himself the polar bear or something. I think he has a YouTube channel. He's on Twitter. He has sources inside the building or his next-door neighbor. I don't know what he's doing. He fishes a lot. His son is like 7 feet, 500 pound, uh, the, the next big show or the our next left tackle. I don't know what it is. But the fact that you don't give Ribble the love to put him on first is disrespectful, if you ask me. And he put out, will Darius Robinson be available at 29 and would you draft him frank ribble i'm picking up for chops because this is a tremendous question i i put you at the front of the line sometimes at the back of the line you know it is what it is but darius robinson is my guy ribble this is my pick this is what i'm hoping for this guy has go go gadget arms as a as an edge player he's big he plays a five technique you can slip put slip him inside I love everything about this kid from his mentality. The fact that he was the best player at the Senior Bowl. Go look at the history. What do I say on the show? Every player that's the best player at the Senior Bowl balls out in the NFL. So this is my target right now. TBD, of course it could change. I can change my opinion. But for now, I love Darius Robinson. I love what he brings to the table. I will be studying him more. We will see if he even makes it to 29 or what happens. But... I think this is a great fit for the Detroit Lions. Ribble, that's a tremendous question. Wow. I'm 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 impressed by you, buddy. 
Thanks for picking up the slack there, Okri. Yes, Ribble did do his fair share of sending questions in. So, uh, you know, give the quad wow to Frank Ribble. Again, again, a.k.a. Polar Bear, a.k.a. something, a.k.a. something. I can't even wow. keep him straight. Now he's on He's on the Insta. Wow. He's on, the, he's on uh, Twitter. Now he's everywhere. He's got names all up wazoo. But uh, listen, ring the bell because you hit it at the end there. Darius Robinson will not be there at 29 when the Lions are drafting. If he is, you run that thing up to the podium as fast as possible because I think this guy is probably a top 15 pick. So if he's there at 29, um, you know, again, with the information that we have now uh, here on, uh, you know, mid-February, I would take this guy in a heartbeat at 29 for all the reasons that Oakry said Hold on, uh, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. We we got other questions to get to, but didn't I talk to you just the other day about the draft? And when I brought up Darius Robinson, you poo-pooed it, as you would say. You didn't give me any kudos, and now you love this guy. Come on, man. Listen, I didn't. You had him touted as the best edge in the draft, and I was like, no, ah, ah, that's <laughs> no. not him. I oh, said I like the guy, but he's not the false. best edge in the draft. Faulty, you're, you're lying to the people now. Choppy, do you want to do another question? Because I, I don't have time to do a big 10-minute rant on you right now. All right, fine. I'll, let's go to this one here. Uh, I'll read this whole question. This is, <clears throat> and it, uh, listen, I, you're going to love this. I appreciate the reach out and love your show. I've really <laughs> kind of checked out of football since the NFC Championship game, <laughs> but I think the Lions are going to run it back strong next year. This year, the focus is going to be on defense, and stopping the run. How, what do we need to do to fix that? Are we talking a top corner or someone who can compliment Hutch from Jess Jones? Jess, we love the love. Thank you so much. That's great. Yes, and we were in the exact same boat where it was hard to get over the loss of the, against San Francisco. So it was uh, a, you know, a good time for us to take a little break. But I agree. We are going to come back with a vengeance. And this is not a flash in the pan. We're ready to go. And to answer your question, yes, defense is the focus. And for me, I believe the top priority is a corner to get the secondary back in line to let guys like Hutch and whoever is on the defensive line more time. We call it a covered sack. We didn't have too many of those this year. So let's get a top cornerback to allow Hutch to get some, some of those pressures that he got. I believe it was like 110 of them this year and turn some of them into sacks. Jobs. Good stuff by you. You caught me up and about here while you're talking. I wasn't sleeping like I normally do during your takes. But um, Coach, up, Jess, Coach, Coach Jess Jones, I mean, uh, appreciate him. He's in a couple of my fantasy leagues. I know a lot of you guys are in one or multiple of my multiple <laughs> leagues that I do. Um, probably the commish of one way of too many. Yeah, I don't even want to mention at this point. But uh, um, Chops, like... I'm going to keep it rolling just so we have so many questions here. And I'm going back to Frank Ribble for question two. And Frank says, two free agent signings I would like are Edge, Andrew Van Ginkle, and OG slash center Evan Brown. Does that name sound familiar? What do you think? All right, so, so so the first one I pumped up, Frank Gribble, this is where I got to kill him. Because first of all, isn't Andrew Van Ginkle like an outside backer? He's not a, he doesn't rush edge that comes after the quarterback. He's a light football player. If, if I'm thinking of the right guy, the Fabio Hare, we already have that on this team as well. Um, Ribble, when it comes to free agents, like 
you know, people are debating, are we going big fish hunting, as you would know a little something about that with the, uh, the, the fishing you do or whatever it is, uh, like, I'm debating, you know, are we going to go bargain basement or are we going to cast the nets out and go for somebody big? So I, I don't have a ton of names, but I got one big and one little name here. And like if, if the Lions were going to trade for someone or pay someone big, there's a couple names that every other show you listen to talk about. How about this name, though? Is there any way that the Detroit Lions could get Christian Wilkins from Miami. I don't think they've paid him yet. He's balled out. He's a tremendous leader. He's a penetrator. He's a great, he'd be like a team captain. He'd be incredible on this football team. I think he has local ties of some sort, but that usually doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But I just love Christian Wilkins as a football player. Of course, everyone's like, look, of course he's going to get franchised or they're going to keep. Of course, that's the consensus but I'm I'm saying if I could have my dream scenario and then if I got to go bargain basement or maybe for someone else again I would like to dress the corner position um, we we can't cover a coffee table so there's plenty of bigger names out there I know um, Ribble probably has four other questions that, that that you know talk about all these things I'm saying but how, how about my guy I've, I've touted him before he went from Tampa now to Tennessee how about Sean Murphy Bunting, or is he just going by Sean Bunting? I, I don't know, but I still think he could be a nice three, four corner, and you could still maybe bump up another guy in the draft or free agency. Ribble, that's kind of where I'm going now. But again, I don't have my free agent plan yet. Chops, what else we got? I'll answer that question by your boy, Frank Ribble, with a very simple, eh, no thanks, for both of those guys. <laughs> Okay, I don't even need to get into it. All right, Andrew Van Ginkle is like a slim, slender guy that gets just swallowed up by blockers. And uh, we already ran the Evan Brown train straight out of town. So, no, I don't need that. Uh, I don't need to run that back. Uh, Next question, Mr. Ribble. Uh, Sorry. So, (laughs) let me get into this next question here. Uh, This is a good one. I like this one here. Would you want CJ, that's my GJ, back after his antics in the playoffs versus San Fran? From my boy, Brian, glory, glory, man United. <laughs> Amazing first name you got there, Brian. And uh, listen, I will answer this question. Um, it's pretty simple for me. I don't really care about his antics. His antics don't bother me. I don't care that he's posting on Insta. I don't care that he's talking garbage <laughs> with other players. It doesn't bother me mm. at all. None of it does. Okay. What bothers me is his play on the field. He wasn't on the field very much. And when he was, I didn't think that he did much to impress. So if he wants to sign a cheap prove it deal with us here, I mean, I'm talking like cheap, like three to 4 million bucks. uh, And to see if he can ball out to then get paid big later, fine. But uh, I am totally fine with letting CJ, that's my GJ walk. And if we have to drafting a safety, and uh, putting his replacement on the field that way. What do you think, Oak? Oh, it's a tough one for me. Before I do a quick take, Chops, you can tell we've been off a couple weeks and we're off our games. This is like a 30-minute first segment of the show. We still got to get shouts. We still got to give some information for the people. And we got more questions. 
on the back side. We, we, we're still loaded up. So I'll be quick with this one. First of all, of course, I got to talk about the, the guy's name on this question. If it's Brian Glory Glory and then, I don't know, Man United, what is that, some European football tag? I mean, if you're Brian Glory Glory, shouldn't you be Brian Brian Glory Glory? Wouldn't that just make more sense? And then just chop off the back half about soccer because everybody knows that football is king i mean that's just my quick take second of all everyone knows i love cj that's my gj he's getting a lot of hate from people and it's like i don't get it so i think that that number you threw out ain't gonna happen he ain't gonna play for three four million bucks i think he's one of those dogs like rashid was that he does like it here and if you kind of take care of him he'll come back probably be healthy and could ball I'm not writing him off like other people because I think there's something to be said for having DAWGs, for having people in the locker room that scare reporters and opponents and everybody. But, uh, you know, it's one of those where if they can both agree on a nice number, keep him. If you can't, he'll go play somewhere else and we will play our young cats and, and still probably be okay. But um, I'm not trying to give away good football players if we can get them for the prices right. So... That, that's my quick synopsis. Um, want him here, but if financials and business, always open for business, says n- no, then I understand that as well. Chops, how about we get our great sponsors in here, give a few announcements, and get back to the questions? What do you say? Yeah, sounds great, Okri. Listen, I got so excited about all these questions that we just started diving right into them. And if we just crumpled up the uh, the, the sheet here and uh, didn't pay attention to the clock and the time, so... <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's get our great sponsors in. Thank the people. Get some shouts, and then we'll dive right back into your questions when we get back here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Bonus content for the people here. Extended show on the return. Everybody, we'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills 
by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back. We are back. Um, Very mini break. Got a little refreshed. We made a few. um, Me and Chops put our heads together on a few things. Uh, We'll get to that here in a moment. And uh, just glad to be back talking football with all the loyal listeners. And, again, a lot of you guys reached out on the old Twitter, er, X machine, uh, and, uh, you know, hit us up while we were away and are always talking ball, fantasy, all that stuff that we do. Um, Michigan Wolverines, in case you didn't know, are still national champions. So um, here's the deal. So before we get back to our questions, we just want to let everybody know that uh, we've been working a little bit with like the platform that we're on here, and uh, none of that is changing. Um, you guys can still find the pod everywhere you normally do. The only thing we're tweaking is like we've had a little trouble. We were trying to do like the DKC subs and all that. We're going to uh, get away from that. So any of you great listeners that have been subscribing, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just wean off that here by the end of the month probably, and then your your cards and things won't be charged. Um, we're we're gonna go more listener support. So uh, if you guys think we've earned it or you want to help the show, we'd love it because we're always like buying microphones, buying screens, keeping the show rolling. Uh, we'd love if you continue to support that way. Also got some things in the hopper that we uh, may or may not announce here in the near future that we're excited about. But I just want to let you know that we're going to go away from the DKC only sub, you know, behind the paywall type shows, give it back to the people as we always wanted to do. And as we always do every week here on the show. So uh, we're excited about that. And uh, Choppy, we can't forget about all our other great sponsors and people that are connected with the show like Lions on Tap. We got Notorious DET with the merch. You got to go check out his Spotify store. My guys over there at PFF All-22 Fantasy Football, we got my guy Bryce Johnson down there at Fantasy Football Fellowship. If you want to get in a fantasy league and have some great um, faith-based um, you know, talk and, and teams and, and, and competition, go check him out. And then, of course, we got our loyal um, fantasy platform, realitysportsonline.com, where I plan to cash in more championships this year, especially against at Chops in the D. So we can't thank them enough for kind of riding with the show, always being here. We love to promote them up. And Chops, will just dip in a little bit on, on the switch over back to uh, listener support like we did before and just how glad we are to be back doing the show, having fun, man. Yeah, exciting times for the DKC uh, folks here. Listen, we are... We are ready to serve that cornbread and Kool-Aid even in the offseason. Like Oakry mentioned, lots of fun stuff on the horizon here. I mean, this is a big year. We got the draft coming to Detroit, and we're just going to keep pumping out as much content for you guys as we can. Um, we love the love. We love the Twitter love. Um, we love it when you go and support the people that support us by getting merch, Lions on Tap, and uh, a notorious DET. And uh, let's, hey, let's continue the love fest here because I love this question. Coming up here 
from Gloria's daughter on Twitter. And Gloria's daughter asks, do you think the Lions will look to draft or free agency for O-line depth this year? I think the time has come to add some depth behind Frank for sure. And we could also use some more studs on the D-line for that matter. From Again, from Gloria's daughter. And listen, this is an amazing question. I love this question because this talks about a position group that I am really excited to focus on this offseason, particularly in the draft. I love some of the versatility of the O-line coming out in this draft. I'm looking at guys like Powers Johnson, McCormick, and Haynes, who have shown that they can play guard and center because, as you know, Frank has had some injury issues. I love the versatility of somebody who can play guard but who can also shift over to center when Frank is out or when Frank decides that he's done playing football. This is the time of, that we look to address that. I love to draft the heir apparent to Frank on a guy who can play some guard in the meantime. So, and also on that note, I also would really like to resign Jonah Jackson. Please, 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 pretty, please. Can we resign to Jonah Jackson? That's how I would address the O-line. Thank you for the question. Gloria's daughter. What you got Oak? All, all good stuff, man. At Gloria's uh, daughter, that that was a tremendous question. Not as tremendously read by at Chops in the D. Kind of clunked it up a little bit. But you you have a great point just saying, hey, it might not be flashy, but that's what we need is to kind of keep that a strength to strength and, and, and keep doing that thing. Um, me and Chops did have a little, yes, this is another shocker. This is breaking news on the show. Chops put some work in to the NFL draft prep. I had to kind of twist his arm and we'd start talking things over. And and uh, as much as he didn't want to do it, we had a lot of fun getting into players. And Chops kind of actually talked me into this Jackson Powers Johnson. I'd heard a lot about him. Of course, he had a tremendous senior bowl. I do think that he could be a nice add if he's there. Everyone's saying he's the top 20, but he is a center guard player. So if he's there at 29, he could play right guard possibly and then shift over to center if and when needed. Um, that would be tremendous. Uh, you know. So beefing up the O-line, retooling it, adding tackles when, when pertinent, as I mentioned before, would all be priority. Not flashy, but we win up front offensive, defensive line, and then with our Goffense. So you, you never know when they might add there as well. And Chops, one thing you did in your answer, you, you kept referring to Frank. So <laughs> I think you meant Frank Ragnow, but I got another question here from Frank Ribble. <laughs> that makes three in a row for me. So as I look at this, this is my favorite Ribble question I think that he submitted. It said, would you trade for J.C. Horn? Is getting Horn and a fourth-round pick for number 29 realistic? Frank Ribble, I just, I've just read three of your questions in a row here on the show. I mean, don't think this is going to be a everyday occurrence. Um, you know, we still have a multitude of other questions, both here on this pod and from others that have submitted them. So I'm having a little fun here. But the reason I wanted to bring this one up is because I love J.C. Horn. What's crazy is this guy got picked higher than I thought. What, like eighth overall? I think it was. Then he got injured. Then he kind of came back. I don't know if he got injured again. He's just sort of been off the radar. This guy is a D. A. W. G. If the pitiful Carolina Panthers want to trade a player like this to the Detroit Lions, like, sign me up. Now, Frank's got it at a fourth and the player for our first round pick. 
I mean, based on what J.C. Horn has done, he probably is going to have to get paid here in a year or two if he performs and actually stays on the football field. So I think that price could be lower, but I love this football player. You know, some people will tell you, oh, he's injured. Oh, he, what has he done? Um, he, he's a hell of a player, position of need, young, physical. Um, I, I love this idea by Frank Ribble, which is a rarity. You know, most of the things Frank Ribble puts out, I think, are kooky. But this is tremendous. I, I think I've completed the Ribble questions, and uh, I'm I'm wowed by it, to be honest. Wow. I'm actually Frank Ribble wowed by it. Wow. Wow. Ribble, we already played your, we already played drop. So there it is, Choppy. I got three Ribble questions. We've still got other questions. What you got, buddy? Oh my goodness! I need the. I, I think we've got a Frank triple wow there. Um, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get into this one here. We've got this is from Keith. Do you expect the Lions to be active in free agency? The, the team already snagged an edge rusher of promise from the CFL BC Lions. Bets? Do would you think they continue the trend? Keith, I love this question. This is a great one. There's been a lot of debate back and forth. The Lions are going to be big players. No, they won't. They'll just resign their own guys. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Listen, the Lions are a play or two away from playing in the Super Bowl. Okay? To me, that says we make a splash for a guy that makes plays and who gets us over the hump. Okay? So get a guy who can make those plays that we needed to be made to get us to the Super Bowl. But I also don't expect Brad Holmes cooking to overpay for a free agent or in a trade for that matter. Okay. So don't forget this guy's, this guy has a track record of drafting impeccable talent. Okay. So there will be a nice combination. I'm expecting a splash preferably in the secondary if I had my way with it, but I think he's going to continue to build through the draft. He's going to take care of his own guys, but I do expect a signing that's going to make people double take and go, oh yeah, the Lions are for real. They're all in this year to win it. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! Cornbread! Now, Chops, the, the back part of that question talked about this kid we picked up from the CFL um, bets, and I, I haven't done like a deep dive on him, but you know, one thing Brad Holmes does is he selects productive football players he selects football players more so than athletes he selects athletes that are football players he selects the best at their position their school or their league and this guy last time i checked was like what the defensive player of the year so when i looked at him he looked like a big old hustle edge type player that'll get after you he said he's very confident he'll make the 53 I liked what I saw. Of course, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. I'm not acting like this is some game-changing signing. But I, I like the fact that the Lions go say, like, oh, who, who's the best player in the USFL? Yeah, we'll take a look at him. Who, who's the best player in the Canadian League? We'll look at him. Who, who's the best player in college football? Yeah, we'll consider him. Like, uh, it seems like a good strategy to me. So I'm, um, I'm interested, you know, what they will still do to kind of beef up this edge but we got a lot of pressures last year you know what I mean regardless of Charles not being out there or my boy Pascal maybe not doing his thing so um you know I I still expect us to be good and I just expect us to add more and and like you say trust in Brad Holmes of course of how he's going to address that when and with who so I like all that um let me let me do this one here 
Um, this is from Trevor Tyler. He says, I know we're going to resign our guys and restructure some contracts, but uh, what does he say here? But once free agency starts, do you think more likely to make a splash on offense, defense, or none at all? What positions would you guys um, guess? Plus bonus points for actual names, not just positions. Trevor Tyler, again, another loyal member of my 18,000 fantasy football leagues that I'm commission of, every single one of those. Um, <laughs> so, so here's where I'm at with it. So, again, just getting in, I gave you a couple free agent names earlier, so I already got my bonus points. But um, really, really what I think the question is is what you said. A splash, what side of the ball, or nothing. Like, it isn't going to be nothing. Or it isn't going to be limited. We already did that when we had no money. We're rebuilding this football team. We have alphas at the general manager and head coach. They were one quarter away from what Chops mentioned earlier. The Super Bowl. <laughs> so they're not going to sit back with their feet up and just draft a couple of players and, and hope it all works out. I feel like there's a do everything to get it now. Of course, like they're not going to jeopardize our whole future, but... We kind of been waiting for a big swing trade or a big signing, a big impactful signing. I do think this or next offseason is when you will see that. And like I say, my boy Christian Wilkins would be incredible. Um, you know, when you put on offense, a splash on offense, I'm not writing that off. If there's a big-time receiver, either late in round one or the one of their picks there in the third or – even that later second, you know, don't don't write a big time receiver off the board. Pair him with Saint Jamo. We feel set at tight end. We got running backs. We already talked about the O line being where you could add. I mean, most people don't think of the O line as offense because they want touchdowns and swaggy dances and you know quarterbacks like Chops always has to talk about. But offense is offensive line as well, man, and that's a big part of what we built this foundation on. So I think that's important. Um, I will get you some more names, Trevor, when I when I dig a little bit more. And of course, I don't want to just like, oh, Daniel Hunter. Oh, let's go, let's go get uh, Sneed from Kansas. You know what I mean? Like you hear that all day, every day. So I'll try to dig and get you some names. But obviously, we're we're a little bit of ways away from free agency. But let me give you two draft names before I kick it back to Chops. Terion Arnold from Alabama. If he's there somehow at twenty nine, I've been watching this kid. Like what he does, like how he plays the football, got some intensity. You hear about a couple of these corners not wanting to tackle, not being physical. That ain't going to work in Detroit. And then, uh, gosh, we talked about some of the edge rushers and O-linemen. So, TBD, stay tuned for more draft content. Maybe the Oak Reef first mock will be dropping either this Friday or next. Stay tuned for that. Chops, what do you got? So if I want to touch on this question here from Trevor Tyler, because what I'm hearing, Trevor, is that you're looking for a little bit of hashtag what Choppy said with a little bit of flashback to last offseason when I was like, we should go get David Montgomery. And then, ding, what happened? I believe the exact quote was, there ain't no way we're getting David Montgomery, Chops. You won't know what you're talking about. So Tyler, uh, Trevor Tyler, we're going to give you a little bit of, well, Oakry gave you some names there. I like it. Um, For me, this question is simple. Our offense was top five. Our defense was bottom 10. If we're making a splash, it's going to be on defense. Okay. Um, the two names that I'm out there looking at, I'm looking what, man, I would love this name. I know uh, people like 
like uh, may not love this because it's a former Chicago Bear, but man, give me some Jalen Johnson from the Chicago Bears. I would love to get that guy on our secondary. And then I got a little dark horse here, which uh, some people may or may not like here, but I'm going Justin Metabuke from Baltimore. That guy is a physical specimen. I would love to line that dude up in the middle along with Aleem, a.k.a. That's his nickname, a.k.a. because he's got so many nicknames. But I would love to see those two just go, go to work on the inside of that D-line. So those are my two big names for you out there, Trevor Tyler. We can see Chops. if we can play a little hashtag what <laughs> Choppy said later. Chops. Okri, you, are we ready for you, the last question? No, we're not ready. because Do you want to know what me and the people have to say about hashtag what Choppy said? Do you want to know? I mean, I know what you have to say, but I also know what the people have to say. So, sure, go ahead. Well, <laughs> That's all we got to say about your one time you're right. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like, we understand you like to promote yourself here on the show. Hold on. That, that That's not the drop I was looking for. That's a little background music. It, it was my boy Beetle because cause me and him understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. We get it. You get something right every blue moon. We understand. All right, now they beat you up with a couple sound drops. We're ready for the for another question. Go ahead. Are, are you done yet over there? Are you, are you done having playing your games, having your fun, <laughs> you and Beal Juice just pressing the mic and hitting the drops? And, you know, contain your jealousy, Okri, all right? Uh, and I will tell you that this last question cannot be contained because Keith, formerly in Puerto Rico, asks, with the positions that we're going to have to pay this offseason, like, Amara! Going from making one million to around twenty-five, is he a possible cap casualty? Which oh, players on, do Keith. the Lions have to make the hardest decisions on? <laughs> the Lions are not going to be able to extend everybody. Okay, Keith. Let's <laughs> Come remember. On, Keith. Let's remember how extensions work here. Okay, if a player is signed through twenty twenty-four and the Lions decide to offer them a contract extension. That doesn't necessarily mean that their number this year gets jacked up to the new number. They still have an existing contract, okay? So, Jared Goff, Amon Ra, Penny Sewell, if they all get extended this offseason, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden $90 million hits the cap this season. There's ways to get creative with it. Brad Holmes works his magic. Some of it hits this year. A lot of it hits next year. La-da-da-da-da. That being said, my boy, Amon Ra, is going nowhere, okay? He's going to make $25 million a year, whether anybody likes it or not. He's not going to be a cap casualty. He will be here. He will ball out. He will. I would love to see this guy be in a Lions uniform for the rest of his career. Amon Ra, ARSB, Amon Ra ain't going anywhere. I, I want to back up Keith. I put, I think he's formally from Puerto Rico because it was always Keith from Puerto Rico. And then I shouted him out and he got back and he said, I'm no longer in Puerto Rico. So I forgot where he is now. But um, Keith is a great dude, a loyal listener. And like, I think more what he meant is like when you pay a guy like this, like, who are the other bumskis that are going to be the casualties? Obviously, Amon Ra isn't going to be a cat casualty ever, no matter what you pay him. I mean, you're going to get rid of the other guys that should be working at the bowling alley, you know, either in the, the where they spray the shoes down or maybe Crazy the guy walk. that gets 
maybe the guy that gets the ball and gets stuck. You know, like, like those are the kind of guys we're going to get rid of. But, like, I here's one thing I want to ask you, Chops, and this is probably what Keith is thinking, too. Like, everyone's talking about extending all those guys that you talked about. And sure, you know, Brad Holmes can rub his meat hook hands together and smile and move the numbers around. But there's only so much money. That's what makes the NFL crazy is, like, yes, the cap is fictional because everybody maneuvers it around. But you can only spend so much. So I I don't see us, like, extending all three guys or giving these crazy numbers. But I do think even though you see three years, 25 per for Saint. Like that's gonna bring his his yearly down. You you work in some crazy bonus, you know, signing bonus, all that. Um, it, it's really gonna work out well. And and usually when you can get a guy done and lock him in, that actually ends up being a nice deal. The sooner you do it, rather than waiting until the end or kind of figuring. And you can usually tell too what guys are willing to wait, which guys need it now, who who's priority, who's not. So I I think what you're gonna see is just a couple guys get paid, a couple guys be under the understanding that, hey, all I got to do is wait another year and then this team's going to take care of me. Um, but they got to make the books work and we got to still field a really, really ultra competitive team. So I think I think Keith's on point here where like you're just hearing all these crazy numbers and all these years and money and how's it all going to work. Uh, I'm very confident it's all going to work. We're going to be able to keep them. And, and the guys you see that are going to go are going to be the middle fringe guys. And also, yeah, could Jonah Jackson have to go? Maybe. I think I heard somebody say the other day, like, he's a minimum $15 million per. I guarantee you I can go find another guard in the third to sixth round that'll play not as good, but similar, that'll make pennies. I'm talking like... You know, 700K, 1.5 for the next four years that we could plug into that left guard spot and still be a dominant O-line and make it work. But if Jonah wants to come back for 8 to 10 for two to three years, I will consider that. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch how they maneuver around, but none of our star guys, especially right now, are going to be casualties, that's for sure. Yeah, and again, it is a great question, Okri, because... Keith brings up an excellent point. There are decisions that are going to have to be made, okay? And I agree with your point. So two things that I really that I, I think are key in this. One, the NFL salary cap continues to just skyrocket. They're projecting it to go up $25 million in one year from last year to 224 up to 250. So the cap keeps getting bigger and bigger with all these revenue deals that the NFL does. But you're, to your point the contracts continue to get more expensive. Like Jared Goff, if you would have extended him before last season, you probably could have gotten, before Daniel Jones got signed, you probably could have done it for like 35 to 37 million a year. Now, that is not going to fly, okay? So there's that is definitely a huge factor. You got to weigh it out. Like Brad Holmes is smart. He knows the guys. He knows his team. He's going to sign the guys he needs to sign, but... I am in the I am in the position of don't wait too long because you might get priced out for a guy that you really thought you could have for a better deal a year ago. So um, you know it's a great topic, it's a great debate. Um, I think this leads that question question absolutely leads into a good segment that we'll bring back this offseason. Dollars that make sense. Whoever coined oh, yeah. that, Mister Oakry, is a genius. So nice work on that one. So I like what Keith is is putting down there. But uh, so, you know, I'm not coming at Keith, but 
again, I think there's some people out there. I've seen some ridiculous things on Twitter about people not understanding how extensions and the salary cap really works. So uh, it's a great, great talking point there. Traps, did you say dollars that make S-E-N-S-E? I did say that. <laughs> you oh, you know we're going to get to that this offseason. And before we close up shop, we, we pretty much knew we were going to go longer here on this return show. Again, we were barely gone for a week or two, but we know you guys missed us. We missed doing the show. Um, I, I want to hit on this back part, too, by Keith, where he talks about what I tell Logan Lamarandier every time he comes on the show. I did talk to Logan a week or so ago, and um, we're definitely going to do some draft shows and, and get him back on uh as you guys know, he has a two, three little ones, some twins running around, and job and life has been crazy. But he's like, man, I've been missing coming on the show talking football. So that is in the works. But I want to hit on the part two where Keith talked about like you know choosing football character over talents, like like Jalen Carter, because I just talked about the uh, you know the contract and the restructure, the paying people type portion of this question. But this other one, like. Who fits the mold and how do you narrow it down? Um, I, this is something me and you talked about, Chops, too. Like, we don't get to sit on the interviews. We don't know the medicals. We don't get to have 18 scouts go around and watch these kids and know everything about them. So those are all the linchpins of why. Here's a thought that we get it wrong sometimes, more times than Brad Holmes and company, because we are just watching YouTube highlights and hearing other opinions and molding our own opinion. But, you know... That is a huge thing, the football character. And I think it comes down to, like, when you watch these guys, when you hear people talk about them, you need to focus on things like motor, smarts, loves the game, gritty, you know, a a guy that uh, not only loves football but can process the game and can, you know, a guy that wants to play for a long time. He doesn't have any medicals. You hear guys that have medically retired. We might get into that here in a few weeks. You, You hear about guys that maybe have all these... Previous injuries, you don't want to, you know, put in picks to guys that might only play three, four, five years at most. You'd love to get a guy that can be here for a decade. So all those things come into as factors, but we have to trust our GM and our coach and everybody because we don't have all the info, but you definitely need to try to weed through the guy that's been in the police blotter, the guy that took plays off, Jalen Carter, these guys that just don't seem like Detroit Lines because we kind of know we kind of know what that type of player looks like now a gritty grimy hustle player that loves the game that's smart scores touchdowns plays defense and is nasty you know that's what they're looking for hard workers so that's what I would say chops is and that's what something I've tasked me and you with is trying to narrow our list down like getting people off the list that don't fit those categories like from what we know and uh, we're gonna try to do that this draft season for sure it's so one of the great things about this time of the season is getting to see those behind the stage interviews. Um, I know a lot of times we don't get those into that content until after the draft, um, but there's so much good content out there. And you're right. We don't get to sit in the room. I don't get to see who's drawn up things in the, in the draft room. Uh, you know, what players are talking about who fits that Dan Campbell dog mentality. Um, but I can tell you this. I trust the lions. I trust Brad Holmes. I trust Sheila the Hamp. And I trust Dan freaking Campbell to bring in the right player personnel for this team. And I am all for it this offseason, brother. Oh, baby!
No doubt about it, brother. Um, Chappy, like I said, we went about an hour here. Um, exciting talk Lions ball. You know, we kind of were frustrated by that last loss and then nice to get away for a week or so. We're back. We've got my favorite event in all of sports, the NFL Draft in Detroit. Um, Lions are going to be doing some big things. We've got money in our pocket and free agency for the first time in a while with a hell of a football team. So drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Chops, what you got real quick? Help get us out of here. You normally have something in your back pocket, some kind of yelling, something you want to do before we get up out of here. Oh, my goodness, Zokri. Listen, I. the only thing I've got to say is, <laughs> yeah, I, look, it's so much better when you just do the sound drops for me. Uh, Woo! You know, if I want to give the real Hashtag thing, I'll go up. Woo! <laughs> Hashtag choppy likey. Everybody, that's what we got. We'll catch you next week, as we always do here on Wednesday on the flagship, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? The rock says, the rock says, the rock says, the rock says. The Rock says, The Rock says, Don't get damn roll. Get in, man.